What's up, my friends, and welcome to the Jump Seat Leadership Podcast. This podcast is all about strengthening the fire service through informal leadership. You do not need rank to lead, and that's what this podcast is all about. So sit back, listen in, and let's get started. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Jump Seat Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Chase, and today I have my first guest for the podcast. It's an honor to have Battalion Chief Jake Barnes. His career started back in the U.S. Air Force, where he served for five years as a fire protection specialist. Since leaving the military, Barnes worked as a firefighter in Lexington, Kentucky, for eight years in New Albany, Indiana, for 18 years, where he currently serves as Battalion Chief of Training. He is an instructor for the International Society of Fire Service Instructors, teaching NFPA 1403, fixed facility, basement fire, and training officer credential classes. He also serves as the host of the Three Point Firefighter podcast, a podcast focused on pride, training, and physical fitness, which we will get in today. Jake, it is my honor to have you on this podcast. It's, it's really good to have you, and I'm excited to get into this conversation. Friend, I tell you what, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it was just, you blew me away by asking me. Thank you. Is there anything I left out in your impressive bio that you would like to add? Yes, I did three push-ups two weeks ago. In three a row. Pu- uh, in a row. In a row. And how long did that take? An hour and a half. An hour and a half. Okay, so that reminds me of that old Saturday Night Live skit with uh, Will Ferrell where they're all sitting at the dinner table. I don't, I don't know if you remember that one or not. It's worth a YouTube. Oh, I'll check it out. It's definitely worth a YouTube. All right, so today, guys, um, we're going to talk a little bit about leadership because this is the Jump Seat Leadership Podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about some military stuff because, like I said, Chief Jake Barnes was in the military, and I'm not going to call him Chief Jake Barnes the whole time. I said uh, we're friends. What, yeah, what's wrong with Jake? Also, also I'm gonna, uh, we're going to talk about some morale. Uh, we're going to talk about pride training. We're going to talk about physical fitness, and we're also going to ramble on a little bit about Die Hard and whether it's a Christmas movie or not. And um, you'll you'll see. Yeah, he threw that in there, but it's uh, yeah. So we'll get there. So, <laughs> so one of the main things. Uh, first of all, I do want to thank you, Jake. Uh, when I started uh, doing this, when I started with the Jump Seat Leadership stuff, you were the first person to have me on your podcast, and I can honestly say I would not be doing a podcast. Unless you said, hey, Josh, you should do a podcast and, and you planted that seed and here it is and here I am. So it, it is my honor to have you on here as the first guest. It really is. Thank you, man. And, you know, when, like I said, when, and I'm not I'm not just throwing the word out there. You and I are friends. We, we chat often uh, whenever something big happens. We usually, you know, throw back and forth to each other. What do we think? But when I read your book, it, it just it just the whole book beginning to end jump seat leadership was just an amazing book for me because leadership is such a complicated issue and you made it so uncomplicated and the message is universal. It's scalable. And when I read that, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make you my friend. This, this guy's going to be my friend. So I appreciate it, man. That book is, uh, I don't have it in my office. I have it at my firehouse. I've got a bunch in my office here, but a firehouse, the ones that mean the most to me, or the, so I can pass them on to people I work with and say, hey, read this and bring it back to me. And your book is definitely that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that too, you know, because you you go through these experiences in the fire service and you wonder you wonder if the experiences, the good things you've been through, the bad things you went through, like, does it mean anything? Does it matter, right? So you you sit down, maybe you journal, you write a book, you do a few things, and then you realize, oh, wait a minute, it it does matter, you know, and it does have an impact and it does resonate with people and people do care 
Um, people do care about what you went through. People do care about, you know, not just what you went through, but they do want to learn from your experiences so they don't have to go through the same things and make the same mistakes. Right. So, and I think, I think that's the biggest thing. That's, that's a big encouragement for me that people even say like, Hey, I pass this book out to everybody else. You know, I, I wrote it and I was like, Hey, I, you know, if I sell one copy, we're good. Right. Um, and I'm not a New York times bestseller, um, but I've sold more than one copy. So it's definitely, it's definitely encouraging. Well, I, I hope more people uh, pick it up and read it and share it. Uh, and I think the sharing is the most important part because your message is it's, it's timeless right now. It's timeless. No, I appreciate it. I really do. All right. So let's get into some of what you do. Uh, let's get into some three point firefighter. So tell me a little bit about three point firefighter. Tell me how it even got started, how this podcast got started. I mean, what were you thinking? You just decided one day I'm going to do a podcast. <laughs> no, it actually, anybody that knows me knows it's the last thing in the world I'd want to do. Uh, I, I just, it never occurred to me, but uh, the story goes that every summer when I go to Siesta Key with my wife, we go for two weeks on the beach and it's not like we plan, we don't have a schedule. We wake up, we go to the beach until we go to bed. That's pretty much what we do. So I'll always take a book with me, a fire department book. And this one particular year, three years ago, I took uh, Jared Sergi's book, right? Uh, and I was reading it and I kept stopping. I kept stopping reading the book and I was like, this is an amazing book. And I kept thinking that Jared put himself out there. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Jared Sergi. I don't, I don't know that you've ever heard of that. Yeah, before. just a little bit. Just a little bit. But his book was amazing to me. And it just down to my bones. I was like, I kept thinking, Jared put himself out there with this book. And I'm like, that's, that's a legacy. That's, a, that's giving back to the fire service. And it hit my head. I was like, I want to do a podcast. I, I don't know why that popped into my head on the beach, but that's what happened. So for the next... I don't know, five months. I kept not wanting to do it, but also knew that I wanted to do it. So I bought all the equipment. So I had no choice but to do it. And then my first guest was Jared Sergi. So that's, that's the long and short of, of how I got the podcast. The, the name Three Point Firefighter comes from an article I wrote for Firefighter Nation. And I struggle with leadership. I truly do. I couldn't, I would read all the greats, you know, Brunsini, Salka, Lasky, yep. all of them. Yeah. Sergi, Josh Chase, but. Oh, don't throw me in there. Oh, uh, if you lose my podcast, you know, I have. Um, <laughs> no, but I couldn't find my way in through other people's experiences. I just couldn't. As good as their information was, it all was based on their experiences. And I just couldn't relate. So it just was on that back burner forever. And I said, I broke it down. I said, what's the most, okay, I'm starting from ground zero here with leadership. And I came up with three things that I thought were perfect. Pride, training, and uh, physical fitness. Yeah. And th that made a triangle to me, a triangle of exampleship. So I'm like, to, to be a good leader, you have to be a good example. And if you're a good example, you're going to work on these three, three things every day. And that, that was my end to leadership. Now, when I look at Salka, Chase, Lasky, everybody, I can, I can work through your experiences based on those three things. Right. And it became a, a article and it's now a podcast and I'm into season three. I, right. I, I love it. I love it. No. And I, and you know, I think one of the most important things that you said there, and cause I, I kind of got started for a similar reason was there were your experiences, right? You know, it was okay. This stuff is all great. And I can relate in the fact that, man, these are cool stories. But what, what about my, I mean, I have some cool stories and not just cool because I want to look cool, but I think I have something that I could offer other people 
that would maybe help because I always say leaders take people places whether they think they are or not, you know, um, but if you're taking somewhere, taking somebody somewhere just by general leadership math and people are following, you've, you know, inadvertently become a leader. And that's right. what I really appreciate about what you just said was, hey, these are great people, right? And uh, I love the greats in the fire service. I really do. But I, but I'm also looking at, you know, guys on the floor, you know, or just guys like us who are just in operations every single day. And maybe, maybe I'm not a 60 year, you know, FDNY retired chief. And, and that's okay. And, and I'm so glad you said that. And you went that direction with that, because it's so important that that the men and women in the fire service understand that your daily experiences are important in the fire service. Yes. And, and and I think, you know, stuff like podcasts and books, and it can almost discount that a little bit where, man, this guy wrote a book, this guy does a podcast, this guy has social media followers. And that's what I love about what you just said. You're like, hey, I bought the equipment and forced myself to get started. Yeah. Now I'm rolling. Before I wasn't doing a podcast. Now I am doing a podcast. So it's not a, uh, it wasn't, hey, I'm going to be famous. It was, I have something to offer. And, uh, that's what I love. And I love how you put that, like pride training and physical fitness, right? So those three things, they really do transition across the entire fire service. Yes. Um, and they span into so many different topics. You know, when I was, when I was looking at having you on, I looked at this stuff and I was like, this is really, this could be the premise of everybody's podcast is pride <laughs> training and physical fitness, but this is your thing. And that's what I love about it. Um, and you got a pretty cool logo. I'm not going to lie. I have yeah, a logo jealous. Lucky on that one. I do like the three point firefighter logo. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Um, I do want to mention this before I forget. Uh, Jake did start a three point firefighter group on Facebook and it's all about just building community. Uh, he does, he did have a page. It's, it's transitioned into a group now. Right. So, um, just go, just go on, follow the group, just join the group. It's all about honestly community, bringing the fire service together and changing this, this, uh, the fire service for the better. And he's, uh, you know, he's, he's posting some questions and they're challenging questions. And, you know, sometimes I like to throw some funny stuff in there, but it's good. It's, it's a thought provoking group. And I think that's what your, what your intentions are behind the whole thing. Absolutely. I mean, I, I honestly see that. I, I don't know how to say this. There's so many heavy hitters in our area, in our industry. And I've, I'm blessed to be able to talk to them in my podcast and have them in my group. But I'm constantly feeling like, who am I to be able to talk to these people, right? You know, who right. am I? But when I post something, and they all have the same, you know, similar comments and similar thoughts, I'm like, okay, we're, we're a brotherhood. You right. know, it's, it's not like Sean Duffy's up here, Jake Barnes is down here, you know, right. it's, it, it brings everybody on an even, even playing field. And it's a great equalizer. We all can share our information. When I got in the fire service 28 years ago, it was, there was no internet, obviously. And you had IFSTA books, and then you had uh, those horrible VHS tapes that would tell you how Chicago, New York City, uh, Boston, and, you know, LA did stuff. And oh, yeah. it, it wasn't scalable for everybody, but now with the internet, we can see that, you know, Ann Arbor, Michigan uh, does stuff as well, if not better than FDNY, you know, and it's, it's just a great equalizer. And I think if we all can realize we're on the same team uh, through communication, then we're all sharing our message. And I think our message is important. Everybody's message is important. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that you said that because I do think, uh, 
I'm going to hammer that one home. It, everybody's message is important. And, and I think if you get to a point where you're in the fire service and you think you're above other people or that you've made it, I think that's a dangerous place. I mean, yes. what, what do you think? It's absolutely dangerous. So when I started this podcast, um, I was like nervous to get a hold of Jared Sergi, right? I was right. terrified. I'm like, I'm nothing. He doesn't know who I am, blah, blah. He's Jared Sergi. And he, the first thing out of his mouth was like, dude, thank you so much for having me on. And he was so, he was an equal. He wasn't, yeah. I say industry heavy hitters, but honestly, they're every single one that I've interviewed. Uh, they're all like so grateful and thankful that I want to hear them talk. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, there is no us and them. There's no high and low. It's just, we're brother firefighters and sister firefighters. And yeah. it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Right. And that's refreshing. I mean, it's extremely refreshing to be reminded that, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's naked when they get in the shower. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. You know, nobody's nobody's special. Nobody showers no. with their with their books or their trophies or their awards. I'm not if you do, then there's probably a <laughs> podcast out there for you. And it's probably a self-help podcast. This is not that one. Um, but yeah, man, it's cool that, you know, we are all the same, you know, so yeah. like in the beginning, I read your bio. You know, uh, I 110, we, we could talk about this a little bit today too, but I 110% believe in like your battalion chief. That's awesome. That's what you've done in your career, all respect. But at the same point, you're like, hey, I'm Jake Barnes today. And I think that's so important for people to understand that you have an identity beyond your rank. So the rank I, I was given, I didn't earn. I'm not going right. to lie. The way my department works, when you take a, a, a position, you get rank with it. Right. Um, all my shirts, they don't say battalion chief. They say training officer. I'm very proud of being a training officer. Right. And I think I'm, I'm on the spectrum of good as a training officer. I may be a little bit lower on the low end, but I feel like I'm there. I'm a terrible chief. I'm a terrible administrator. Right. So I, I'm not at all proud of, of the rank title at all. Right. Um, I'm, I'm proud of being a training officer. Right. So, you know, I, I don't, I think I lack some of the admin stuff that I should probably have but I'm a training officer. That's, and that's right. the way I deal with it. So no, I, my I, wife call me chief. That's for sure. My wife has to call me either BC or chief. And, uh, you know what? I'm not surprised. Yep. Yep. That, I'm that not surprised at all. Yep. So, um, <laughs> all right. So something I want to talk about, you mentioned 28 years ago when you first got in the fire service and we mentioned mm -hmm. the horrible VHS tapes and all that. But we also know that from, from your bio that you were in the military. Yes. So you, you did some time in the Air Force mm -hmm. and you eventually transitioned over to the fire department. And so what I really want to hit home on is one, you know, I know it's cliche, but seriously, thank you for your service. Thank not you. everybody signs a dotted line. Not everybody makes that sacrifice and not everybody understands that sacrifice. And I would say that there's a lot of military guys that say, well, I didn't really sacrifice anything. Um, it's not true. I mean, if, if anything, you sacrifice, you know, time away from family and the lessons is really what I want to get into. So you joined the military for whatever reason, you transition into the fire department. What lessons did you learn in the military that you were able to take over to the fire department? Um, what worked, what didn't work and what's still working today? So when I joined the military, um, my whole family had gone through the Air Force and I was a late bloomer for joining the military. I think it was 23. 324. And I was just striking out at everything I was doing. And my family that had been through the Air Force, uh, you know, they were just very proud of what they did. And I was proud of what they did. It just never occurred to me that I could do that. 
And then after several months of thinking that, I started realizing, hey, I could do this. So I went to, uh, originally I went to a Coast Guard uh, <laughs> recruiter and I, I got so excited that I got there five minutes before they opened. And so the lady walked in in her Coast Guard uniform and was she hadn't made coffee yet. So she popped in a VHS tape of all these orange dots in a uh, cold Atlantic Ocean with the waves just lapping over them. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Like, nope. Negative. See you. Have a nice day. <laughs> and then I went, uh, finally decided I need to, you know, follow and go to the Air Force. So I went to the Air Force and I didn't want to be a firefighter. They gave me four, no, three options, I think, three or four options. And they said, if we give you one of these three or four jobs, you'll join us. Absolutely. And so I wanted to be a Russian linguist. Thank God I didn't get that job. I wanted to be uh, work on radios uh, for NASA at Houston. I did get that job. And then I think it was meteorologist, which I thought was cool because you got to have the high clearance. And then the fourth one, there was four. The fourth one was on the last page. It was fire protection specialist. And the two recruiters were trying to hurry me up because they wanted to go to lunch. Right. So I said, well, I put, that sounds like the, a recruiter. Yeah, exactly. So I put the fourth one down because they said, oh, you, you're, you're, you're probably going to get the first one. So they made me a firefighter. And uh, what, I, what immediately I learned that I'm not saying you have to go to the military to learn pride, but you get a crash course in pride and you get a yeah. crash course and where you fit in in the big picture. Yeah. And I loved it. I like being told what to do. That's why I've been married twice. I like when somebody says, <laughs> no, be here at this time, do this job. Here's how you do it. I like yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And, um, it makes it easier, right? It makes it easier. And again, you feel like you're part of a machine. You're part of a family. It's hard to explain, but I loved being in the military. I loved right. it. Uh, best thing I ever did was join the military. The worst thing I ever did was get out. Right. Uh, I, the only regret I have is getting, I should have stayed in the reserves or whatever, but I was a firefighter and I was in Texas. I was over in Saudi Arabia. And then um, they were hiring in Lexington, Kentucky, which is, I was from Frankfurt, which is like 30 minutes away. So I put in for Lexington. I got Lexington, uh, one of the greatest fire departments I ever worked for. I was way too immature to be there at the time, but uh, I left the military and went to Lexington for eight years. Um, then after that, I moved up to New Albany, which is about two hours north of Lexington. And I've been there about 19 years. But through all of that, the common thread was, I don't think, I think any success I've had in the, as a firefighter all stems from joining the military, that pride yeah. you feel, that being part of something bigger than yourself. It's changed everything. It's just changed yeah. everything. I love it. So, so we'll transition right into that. So you talk about military and, um, you know, just enjoying it and the pride, how you get a crash course in pride once you join the military. And I was in the military. I did some time in the army and you really do. You, you either love it or hate it is what mm -hmm. I used to tell people. And I loved it. And I think there really are two kinds of people and you love it or hate it. You stay or you get out. And the ones that get out are the ones that regret it. I also regret not at least staying in the reserves because I, I probably would have been retired in two or three years. Yeah. You know, so, um, but you're right. Crash course in pride. I mean, I still have a lot of military pride. Um, I probably have more military attire than I do fire department attire. <laughs> so when people are like, are you in the military? I'm like, nah, I'm in the fire department. And they're like, oh, well, that makes sense. And I'm like, just group me into one one group. But uh, so, so pride, right? Pride in the military was huge. And But this is one of your things in the fire department too. So what are, what are the similarities between uh, pride in the fire department, pride in the military? Are they different? Are they the same? Or is pride just pride all the way around? 
I think it's a little different. I think it, it's at its core, it's very similar, but it, it's like a foundation of a house. It's very similar there, but you build up and everybody's house is a little different. Um, it's such an easy transition to go from the military to uh, the fire service, I think, because the fire service is a paramilitary uniformed uh, industry. Right. So it was a natural progression for me. Now, I've been to other departments that aren't so paramilitary or not so uniformed, and I could see going from the military to maybe their department would be very difficult. Um, but to me, it, it, the pride is the same because, again, in the fire service, you're part of something bigger than yourself, right? Right. Uh, you, and in the military, you learn that. So I think that's the core part. And then you work up from there. So in the military, you, you took a lot of pride in your uniform, right? That's yep. how you knew people love being in the military because they would have the cleanest uniform. It looked nice. It's crisp. You know, their shoes were shined. So in the fire department, I think that translates very well. You know, when you go out to um, say Walmart to pick some dinner up on the engine and you've got a nice uniform on shiny shoes, you know, you carry, carry yourself with a certain, you know, look at me, I'm, I'm lucky to be a firefighter. People notice that, you know, right. and I think people outside the military and, and the fire service, and I'm sure it's some degree police department, when they see people in a uniform, they all have the same thought. And that's like, they're there to protect me. And right. I, I mean, that's a huge responsibility for us. And I, I think it starts with, with that pride. You've got to have right. pride in what you're doing. And if you don't have pride in what you're doing, maybe find something else. And I don't mean that in a bad way, right? Not everybody's supposed to be in the military. Not everybody's supposed to be a cop or a fireman. You know, you got to find what's going to give you that pride. You know, it can no, be, I don't yeah. know what it could be. No, I mean, I agree with you. And uh, so, so speaking about pride and uniform and you're going to kill me for this one, right? So I am all about the uniform mm -hmm. and all about guys tucking in their shirts, looking appropriate, so there's two sides of this for me, though. There's there's the pride in the uniform and the guy that looks spit shined every day and looks amazing, but he cannot do the job. Then we have the other guys who maybe the public looks at and says that guy has a shirt untucked, but he is the best paramedic in the department. If my grandma's dying, that's the guy that I want. So I'm always I'm always tackling two sides of this argument and I, and I probably balance it within my station. If I see a guy with a shirt untucked, I probably won't say a whole lot because I know he is a solid individual on scene. I will say this though. If I know he's lacking in job skills seriously and does not care, I'm more apt to make him tuck in his shirt and look the part because I think you're right. It does. You have to start somewhere. Right. Um, so as far as, what does pride look like as far as is it just the uniform? Is it is it hey is it just the uniform? Is it pride in the job? Is it uh, pride in how we perform the job? Is it is it, it's not only the uniform? And I know you don't think that. No, I, I mean pride is that that non tangible. It's 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 not something. And that, again, it goes back to me struggling to get into leadership, trying to figure right. out that way. It's 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 such it's it's a nebulous thing, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not trying to plug me, but you, you touched on something. I'm not trying to plug my podcast, but my very last podcast is called uh, quit calling somebody a good firefighter. Because, I like it. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, I've seen people say, Oh, that guy's such a great firefighter on the fire ground, but at the firehouse, they're a toxic cancerous. Oh you know, my gosh. Soft. So right. the people that work hard in the firehouse and work hard on the fire ground, yep. that's, we should be saving that phrase. They're a good firefighter. Right. We, because 
to your point, I've seen guys that barely wear the uniform. They have no pride in what they're doing, not in their truck, not in their company, not in their department, but they will go into a burning building and pull people out. Right. right. So don't call them a good firefighter. Call them a good fire ground firefighter. Right. But I know too many people that take pride in the way they look, they train, and they do the job on the fire ground right. scene. So I think that's what it is. But how, I mean, can you give, can you make somebody have pride? You can't. You just yeah, can't. I agree. You know, you can make somebody go through the motions, but that's not pride. Pride is that thing that you can't, like I say, you can't touch it. You can't feel it, You, but you can sense it. And it's yeah. like having, you know, having little kids tell them to clean the room. Okay. They don't want to clean the room. They'll clean it because you tell them to, but they take no pride in it. They don't care what the room looks like. Right. And it's very similar. You can make people appear to have pride by having a nice uniform. But I, I know a guy um, I work with, uh, Philly Phil, and he's a captain. He was my captain uh, years ago, and he's a captain to this day. And he always shines his shoes. And he makes fun of me because my shoes aren't as shiny as his. His look like right. mirrors. He irons his uniforms. I mean, he he does the whole thing. And he has pride. And he's good on the fire ground. But, you know, let me ask you this. Let me flip it around. This is a podcast. Yeah, sure, day. let's do it. What is, when you see a person in the fire service, that doesn't have pride and it's obvious what do you see what do you see from them oh man so somebody that does not have pride as far as so the uniform would be a good first impression right so i think i could 110 percent agree with you on there and i think really i do think it comes down to actually getting to know who you're working with uh who these people are and not taking you know not taking everybody else's opinion on who these people are so i will agree with you the uniform is a great starting point to I don't know you. How am I supposed to know if like I can even count on you or trust you? You won't even tuck in your shirt because I don't even know you right now. Right. Um, you know, so as far as who does not have pride, who does have pride, um, I think it's exactly kind of what you said. I love that you hit on the balance, right? You know, this guy is an amazing fire ground firefighter, but he's an asshole at the station you know he he doesn't treat anybody right he's got a good foundation as far as the job goes this is the guy you want on scene when the building's on fire and there are people on the second story trap this is the guy you want however at the station as soon as you get back you want him transferred because nobody wants to work with him <laughs> yes you know so i really think for me it's uh i think balance is huge and i, I think you hit on that it is balance you know um and it's tough. One thing I liked that you said was it's, you can't fake it, right? Mm -hmm. You cannot fake pride. It's, it's, you have it or you don't. And, and to what level do you have it? And everybody's different. I may be, I may be prideful about being on a ladder company. I may take pride in my ladder company and certain things on the ladder company. And there may be somebody else that's like, I'm not a ladder company guy. You know, I have a lot of heavy rescue guys in my station and that is their thing. They're there, take pride in the rescue. Their operators always making sure everything's tip top shape, you know? So I think it's, I think it's balance is the biggest thing. And I think you do, you do have to get to know people. Mm -hmm. You have to get to know people. Um, you have to see how they perform on scene. And um, man, pride is such a huge thing, man. It, it really is. I think the biggest thing that you said that, that I hope everybody takes away from this is you, you can't fake it. Mm -mm. Um, I think I, I too transitioned over here from the military, but I adopted the culture in the fire service. I, I have pride. I take pride in being a firefighter, you know, um, to me, it's a big deal. I don't, I don't take it lightly, you know, and it was the same way when I got promoted to officer, like I didn't take it lightly. I take pride in being an officer. And, um, it's just like you said, I do think 
personal pride re reflects professional practice. So Ooh, if, I like that. if you have, yeah, write it down. You can put it in your book because you still need to write a book. We're going to work <laughs> on that, whether you like it or not. I could barely read one, brother. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, I really, I really like how you put that because one, you can't fake it. Uh, two, you really brought some balance uh, to the fact that that pride is a big thing. And uh, I mean, we could do a whole podcast on pride, but we do have, it's three point firefighter. Three point firefighter. Yes. That's just one point. Yes. So we're going to get into the other points here. And uh, you are a training officer yes. and your whole thing is pride training, physical fitness. You're a training officer. Uh, I see you out there regularly training people, other departments. Um, it's something that I can tell that you are passionate about. You can't, just like you can't fake pride, you mm -hmm. can't fake passion. And yes. um, instructing is a very thankless job. And I don't think people instruct unless they want to instruct, yes. you know, or you don't get it. You don't get invited back if you're a terrible instructor. And I think it's the passionate instructors about the subject material that they're interested in. They get invited back. So with training being so important and you being a training officer, uh, you do teach some NFPA stuff, NFPA mm -hmm. 1403. Tell me a little bit about why you're passionate. I'm not passionate about NFPA 1403, but tell me why you are passionate. Cause I do think it's an important thing to understand other people's passions. So for me, 1403, um, the, it's the NFPA for live fire fixed facility. So I'm very, very, very blessed to be an ISFSI instructor, the uh, International Society of Fire Service Instructors. And I teach several classes for them, but the 1403 class was the first class I taught. And I'm passionate about it because it at its root cause is to stop firefighters from dying needlessly, uh, specifically in live fire training. Uh, if you look at Lairdsville, New York, you look at uh, uh, Rachel Wilson in Baltimore, Osceola County, all these uh, Bradley Cooper, uh, I'm sorry, Bradley Golden, I said Bradley Cooper, Bradley Golden. Um, if I can take this great class they developed and take it around the country and stop firefighters from getting injured or killed in training, in yeah. training of all places, and it happens. Uh, I'm just passionate about it because I don't want any brother or sister to ever, ever get hurt in training, ever. Uh, or killed. There's there's no reason for that. So 1403, like a lot of stuff, is is written in the blood of firefighters. Right. And firefighters' blood isn't free. It's our it's our responsibility, our job to learn from the accidents and mistakes, so we never have it again. We there's firefighters should not be dying of the same thing. In a perfect world, it happens once. We learn and we hopefully avoid it. So right. that's my big passion with 1403. Uh, and it, all the other, other classes I teach, it's the same way. Basement fire I teach, uh, uh, 1700, training officer credential. It's only to make sure that all the brothers and sisters go home. That's right. it. The, I don't know if you can see 646 in my background. That's uh, Chuck Williams. And he passed away. I was, it's a line of duty death. I was there in the basement with him, uh, tr helping try to get him out with a bunch of other brother firefighters. And I don't want anybody to have to ever, ever, ever do that again. It's right. a membership of a club you do not want. And so that changed my life. And so that's my goal is through instructing is to not have people get injured or killed. Uh, we're, we're too valuable. Uh, firefighters yeah. are too valuable, period. No, I mean, I look, I, I wish there was video with this because I'm telling you, you can see the passion on your face <laughs> while you're, while you're talking about these things. You can, like I said, you can't, I'm a true believer that you can't fake, you can't fake passion. 
And as I'm sitting here and I'm watching you talk about this and you are passionate and the way you just explained it, you know, to me, if I look up NFPA 1403, um, okay, this, I'm going to go do some training in live fire evolutions in a building. You know, that's, that's what I think about. It's not mm -hmm. exciting to me. Um, the way you just explained why you teach these classes is why I think everybody needs to understand why people are passionate about certain things because I would have never guessed that. And I couldn't have made that up if I tried. I mean, I'm pretty good at, I'm pretty good at making up a story. You know, somebody, some people say that's called lying. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's storytelling. Sometimes you add a detail, you know, some of the best storytales embellish a little bit, but uh, you know, but the way you explained it, you know, like, and like you said, um, man, that kind of hit me. That's, that's not a club that I want to be a part of. Yeah. You know, and the fact that you're out there and you're making sure um, that these things aren't happening. And, and you're right, Jake, you look at, you know, I get the, the line of duties on my phone when they happen and we lose 100 firefighters a year or more every single year. Um, and it's always for the same thing. Hey, guys, that was part one of two with Chief Jake Barnes. You can check out part two of two next week. Hey guys, once again, thank you for checking out the Jump Seat Leadership Podcast. If you want more, you can check me out on social media, over on Facebook, or over on Instagram. Also, if you haven't got the book yet, Jump Seat Leadership, the guide to informal leadership in the fire service, you can get that over at the website, jumpseatleadership.org. And don't forget, until next time, keep leading from the jump seat.